From dating to relationships, from sex to love, from Christianity to politics, from darkness to light, you have now entered into the real zone. Welcome to Conversations with Trent, where no topic of conversation is safe from discussion. Now, here he is, Mr. Epic himself, Trent Williams. featuring the lovely Miss Lisa Tillman Page out of Atlanta, GA. Tonight we'll be talking about mindset is half the battle. Mindset is half the battle. I'm excited about this. We're actually on a two-week hiatus uh, here, here taking care of business here in New Orleans. Um, and Lisa, she's actually doing uh, that doctorate thing, so she's trying to finish up and do all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's bring in Lisa Tillman Page so we can jump right into it. Lisa will be leaving us a little early because she's doing a turn up with uh, 
her, her daughter there who who actually just recently uh, came back from South Africa and who's actually yeah. moving to South Africa. She is um, in May. She's moving to South Africa. May, so that's good stuff. Oh, there. yeah. No, she turned 24 today. Doing some great things. 24 and she's moving to South Africa. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, yes. that's something great. <laughs> and look, and she has and she has a mindset. She knows what she she wants to do, and she's very purposeful about um you, you know about uh, uh you know one of the things that I've uh, taught her how to do, and I've you know told you all this before. But you know we we've talked about decision making, making a plan, making a goal, writing it down, getting a vision of it, and and setting your mind, and and that's what she has done. You know that's what she has done, and so you know I I can't be I can't be sad and upset. I just have to be proud of her. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to read the uh, description here, and it reads, The wisest, most loving, and well-rounded people you have ever met are likely those who have known misery, known defeat, (laughs) known heartbreak of losing something or someone they've loved, and have found their way out of the depths of their own despair. These people have experienced many ups and downs and have gained an appreciation a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, understanding, and a deep, loving wisdom. People like this aren't born. They develop slowly Mm -hmm. over the course of time. Again, people like this aren't born. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They develop slowly over the course of time. I'll tell you how this topic came about. Uh, I wrote a piece I was randomly thinking through the night uh, one night, and, um, you know, when that pen goes to work and my mind goes to work, and I just write, and I was on an all-night flight. And I, I don't think I got to bed until the next night. That's how that's how powerful that was for me. And it was a comment that you made on that piece when I was talking about, um, talking about, let me see, I'm going to go there. I don't want to, so many pieces I've written here. One second. I get to it. If you, go, go okay. ahead, Lisa. Uh, no, I, I was, I, no, I was just going to say that, um, you know, it, it is, it's really important, you know, I, I, one of the things that I love about what, you know, about the description that you wrote is that, you know, people aren't born like that. It is something that exactly. you develop. You know, a lot of people look at, look at um, people who are successful and it's like, oh, well, they just, they just had it that mm-hmm. way. They just, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Even people who were born with the so-called silver spoon in their mouth, they still have to make their way. How many, how many stars do you know, people who were born and had everything, who are in jail, who are dead, who are, you know, Absolutely. going down all the drugs and all sorts of stuff. This, it's not something that you're born with. You do have to, you have to, going through the trials, going through, pressing through um, the different situations, that's exactly. what makes you stronger. So with how this how this piece came about, I wrote a piece talking, and I was just you know after um, a couple of weeks ago, Anthony was here, and we finally closed our deal on our our daiquiri shop, something that we've been working Woo-hoo! on for the past year. And you know, it got me to thinking how I got to that point, to where we're actually closing deals on opening businesses, and I've been knowing this guy four or five years now. So you know, it got me to thinking, you know, how I met him. And I met him after actually, after the tragedy of all tragedies, I met him after my father dying in my arms. Um, I met him after my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Um, And the guy had been trying to reach me. I have a huge audience in Chicago, and he's from Chicago. So he was trying to reach me to come on to the show to actually promote a book because, you know, he wrote a book and he wanted to come on. So Mm -hmm. the guy that I had on at the time as a co-host, you know, he was blocking the guy from getting to me. So once the, somehow he got to me, and as soon as he got to me and we started talking and whatnot, had him on the show, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. So I had to take a break. This guy out of nowhere says, hey, listen, man, I know your, your mother's just been diagnosed. I'm going to take over your show, and I'll do the show until you, you come back. I didn't know this guy from a can of paint. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So I, I let him do it, even though I gave him the – Side, I'm like, I don't even know this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, you don't let go of things that easy, and you don't know him either. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so I was kind of like, well, I was kind of skeptical, but I, I did it anyway. But mm-hmm. to, to move forward from that, um, you know, when I started thinking about those things and and how I was in this dark place before all these events started happening in my life, as far as the passing of my father, the collapsing of my lungs at the book signing in Atlanta, and all of this stuff, I was actually in a dark place. Before any of this, before I became an author, before anything, I was still mm-hmm. working at Halliburton at the time. 
So mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, eight, nine years. So, you know, I was in this dark place, but at after being in that dark place, I realized that God was doing a thing in me. He was doing a work mm-hmm. in me to mm-hmm. set me up for these journeys that I would actually, That's right. you know, have to face. Mm-hmm. So once I faced that thing with, you know, my father, and I'll be honest with you, that was, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there speaking to yeah, my father. I know father. you still deal with that, yeah. And I still deal with it. So that's, that's one of the hardest things I've had to do in my life. But if it was not for me being placed in that dark tunnel and God working mm-hmm. with me, I wouldn't be here. Right. I wouldn't be opening up another business. You know, I successfully opened up a publishing company and all mm-hmm. that stuff. All that stuff came from that dark tunnel. So when, when mm-hmm. you're in your dark place, you have to think about this. When you're in your dark place, don't think about you're in that bad situation. God's actually doing a work within you. Period. Right, right. You just have to right. realize it and recognize it when he's giving you those gifts. You right. have to realize and, and you recognize know what? that. And, and sometimes all you can do is just make it through that day, and that's okay. That yeah. is okay. I have a, I have a, a girlfriend of mine lost her 24-year-old daughter. Um, when was yeah, it? That was that. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day yep. weekend. Lost her, lost her 24-year-old daughter. Okay, and she has a 12-year-old son, um, and and I thank God for her 12-year-old son because if it weren't for him, I don't know how she would be making it. She knows she has to continue to get up every day for mm. him, help him with his homework, make sure he gets to his sports, and you know, and trying to give him, uh, you know, a sense of normalcy, a new normalcy, right. and so but- she she continues every day just to press. And some days she's like, it's all I can do. Is to make it through today, and I'm just I'm just barely making it. If I, I can encourage her, and hopefully she's listening to to the show here tonight, and if not, just share this link with her. But when mm-hmm. I went through that, you know, with the divorce from um, Kennedy's mother, you know, I was mm-hmm. living in Michigan at the time, and you know, ten years in Michigan, and I don't know if you guys would know, but Michigan is has the highest rate of suicide in the country. In the winter. And, you know, it's just snow every you know, it's just snow right. throughout the year and all this crazy shit. So Kennedy, when when when, when Teresa left, all I had was Kennedy. Right. I had this eight eight year old eight eight, eight month, month old. Mm-hmm. Eight month old. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'd have to right. take her to the to the uh to the daycare. when she wasn't with daycare she was with me because I didn't know anyone in Michigan. Her mother mm-hmm. is she's gone. She just up and left us. But mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that child, for that eight-month-old child, I don't know where right. I'd be. You understand what right. I'm saying? So yeah. that that she gave me life, and through when I say she gave me life, through her, God gave me life mm-hmm. to, to sustain mm-hmm. and to move on because I had someone dependent on me. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't fall. Like I'm, I'm right. you know, right. I'm into counseling sessions, and Kennedy's playing on the floor with her toys and all of this mm-hmm. other foolishness, and at the time. You know, I was just going through the motions, but as mm-hmm. I look back on it, she was really a blessing. Right. That was that was right. my savior. She was my savior. So I would say to your friend, it's like, hey man, just keep pushing and, and just get through the day. Yeah. Just get through the yeah. day. You know, yeah. you'll be fine. Right. And see, and you know, and and that's and that's one of the things when we talk about mindset, we're not saying set your mind for the next twelve months. I mean, although it's good to plan, but when especially when you're going through those rough spots. How do I get through? How do I get through this minute? How do I get through the next five minutes when all I want to do is um, curl up and, and cry? How do I, you know, continue to make it? You know, um, when when you're just you're wondering what is going on, where, how can I have the energy for this child, for these children? How can I have the energy to go to work and my whole my whole life is crumbling around me? How can I, exactly. you know, you know, and, and so how can I, you know, how can I be a life coach for people when I am just like moments away from just falling out crying because I'm trying to figure things out. Exactly. I mean, this is, and, this is real. And we'll, we'll give, we'll give a couple of steps to the folks, uh, you know, who's actually going through some things or who's, who's actually, you know, struggling for a few things. But one thing you guys have to know, and this is actually, um, we always giving these, you know, these little tidbits on, how to actually get through something or, you know, whatever the topic was we're discussing. But when you think about it, when we're talking about, you know, the mindset, you have to know that, you know, pain is a part of, of your life, mm-hmm. of love, and, you know, it helps you grow. So That's don't, right. look at all, don't always look at pain as a, as a, as a negative. You know, find, right. find the positive in it and say, you know what, what can I learn from this? What can I learn right. from, 
from this from this pain. You know, mm-hmm. so many so many of us are afraid, and we don't know how to deal with these things. It disturbs us on a on a daily basis. So that's why I said in the beginning and opening of the show, the mind is the most powerful organ in your body, and right. the most vulnerable organ in your body at the same time. You're right. You're right. It's all, you it's all in how you utilize it. It's all how you deal with it. And 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 one of the things um, I, I can't remember. I think it's I think it's um, oh, it's not. Is it Mary Mary? I can't remember um, which which gospel artist is, but they but they have this song that says every every flower needs a little dirt to grow. So you've mm-hmm. got to dig in the soil, and sometimes the soil. And you as a gardener know far better than me. You know, Absolutely. sometimes the soil is fertile and it's and it's soft and supple. You know, you can just you know dig it up with your hands. But other times you got to get out the you got to get out the shovel and the the pickaxe mm. or the whatever whatever you got to get out to you know to get in there. And, and so you need that dirt, and the dirt is the nutrients, and the dirt is you know sometimes you need that darkness. And and Absolutely. you don't know you when you look back you're like how did I make it through? How did you know I I, I take Kennedy from from eight months to two years to three years to, you know, all of this? How did I, you know, continue to press on when I didn't, you know, and sometimes, I mean, I've, I've known um, parents who have said, I did not, I didn't even feel like eating myself, but because my children were sitting there and they didn't want right. to eat because they saw me, I had to eat so they would eat. But I have to tell and you they something. Didn't even, I have to mm-hmm. tell you something, though. When I was going through that storm man, in Michigan, <laughs> honestly, and this is the God honest truth, the only thing I remember is Kennedy and myself. Mm. Pain, the sleeping in my mm. car um, mm. in Detroit once once, once we lost the house. And mm. uh, mind you, we lived off the seventh hole of a golf course, you know, right down the street from Rasheed Wallace. We lost that home because of our infidelities. But mm-hmm. I was homeless on these streets of Detroit. I was homeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was shame to come back home and, and start right. over again. The only person right. that knew, and I guess that's why she's my best friend to this day, is my mother. She knew what mm-hmm. I was going through. No one else knew mm-hmm. this. But mm-hmm. through all of that pain, the only thing that I really remember was the significant mm-hmm. stuff. Kennedy. Right, right. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So from all of that, seven books were birthed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a network was started. And I, we have hosts, you know, from Atlanta to um, Sacramento to Chicago to um, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, we got listeners all over the, all over the globe. Now. Excuse me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So all of that right. from that pain. Right. I just want folks to understand that you know, when you when you're in those dark places, you don't have to stay there because right. the light at the end of the tunnel is burning, and it's burning bright. That's the blessing. Right. You need to go and get your fruit. That, that's right. This is real. Yeah, and you keep holding on to. I mean, and 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 I don't want people to think, oh, well, I've never been through anything as tragic as you know, my wife left me or my husband left me or you know, where we had to live in the car or you know, my dad died in my arms or you know, my dad died three months after my child was born, which my dad did. You know, actually, yeah. my I had I had both my grandfather, my one grandfather died. Um, my daughter was three weeks old. And we traveled in a snowstorm to Michigan, actually. Um, wow. My second grand, my next grandfather died when my daughter, right when my daughter turned two months old, and we mm-hmm. had to go back to Connecticut. And then my dad died the day before my dad, my daughter turned three months old. Um, wow. And and when I tell you, my grandfathers and my fathers were, oh my goodness, those were my dudes for real. And so it was, right. and and so having that, but you know, not everybody has that kind of tragic story or that heaviness. But the don't, uh, what I don't want people to take is whatever their darkness is. You know, you're you're in a dead end job and you just, you know, you keep going for the promotion, but nobody's giving you the promotion right. or whatever it is. You know, your dark place is your dark place. So but, you know, the thing about it is what a, lot of folks, what a lot of folks don't realize is your biggest fears really don't exist. <clears throat> they, they, your biggest fears really do not exist. Everything that I was worried about when I was in that dark tunnel mm-hmm. really didn't exist. You're right. You it's are, all in you your mind. It's, it's all, all in your mind. mind. Yeah, it don't exist. Eighty percent of the things we eighty percent eighty percent of the things we worry about and the what ifs and the what ifs and they never happen. They absolutely exactly. never happen. We're just wasting time and energy and, exactly. and, and mind space that we can't get back, you and know? You, you, the only way you could actually get to that space to realize that it don't exist is that, you know, the key to all of that is acknowledging your fear and directly right. addressing it. 
So You're the issue right. is that the moment you address it, nothing else that's fed into your mind as far as negative thoughts is actually going to penetrate because you've mm-hmm. already addressed the issue directly and you're dealing with it. Right. But if you don't deal with it like you're dealing with yourself, mm-hmm. every negative thought is going to penetrate your thoughts. Right. And that's, and where, you know you, what? One, that's where you've lost the battle. One of the things, and so, so I'm going to, the, the, the first tip that goes right with that for me is, you know, <clears throat> figure out what's the worst that could happen. Think about what is the absolute worst that can happen. Go through it. You know, what does it look like, sound like, taste like, smell like? Okay, what's right. the absolute best that can happen? Go through it. What does it look like, taste like, feel like, smell it? Right. You know, and then, and then keep, okay, all right, fine. You know what? I went through what happens, you know, um, before, because my dad died of cancer, so what happens, you know, what, what happens if he dies let's, and he doesn't right. get to know my daughter? What let's, happens, do that. Let, let's do that. Let's do that on the other side of the break. It's, it's 20 after okay. the hour. Let's do it on the other side of the break, and we'll talk about what happens after the fact. All right. And we'll come back with Lisa okay. right here after the break, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, coming to you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on your radio network. Perseverance. Walking in and through your purpose takes courage and strength. When you catch a 20-second glimpse of your vision, grab hold to it like your life will end tomorrow. Great day, beautiful people. God thought enough of me and allowed me to see my destiny as my lungs collapsed and I struggled to catch my breath. The year was 2011, while at a book signing in Atlanta for my first published book. My purpose came full circle in March 2010 as a great man transferred his greatness and drive into me. When I began writing, I questioned myself daily, asking myself, where did this gift come from? As I continued this journey, I started having dreams of quotes coming to me in my sleep. I ignored every word that would come to me for about a year and a half. On December 1st, 2011, my life changed forever. Under normal circumstances, I should have died that day as I desperately tried to lift what seemed like a 500-pound weight off of my chest. But I was fortunate to meet and see my destiny without walking right into it. I was blessed to get a glance at the path. That's where my determination and drive is generated. Six books with the seventh one on the way, along with 1,533 quotes later of just getting started. Be epic and know, and keep in mind, it's not me. It's him. Hi, I'm Trent Williams, author, speaker, and life coach. What you just heard was an excerpt from the conversation series of my book, Conversations with Trent. I'm here today to actually talk about a new book and a new series that we're doing called Through the Storm. I believe that your success is directly aligned with your sacrifice. All you have to do is remain focused. When I was going through my storm, I didn't have anything to lean on. I didn't have anyone to lean on. All I had was my eight-month-year-old daughter. After my wife walked out on us, all I had was her. At the time, I thought that she needed me. And all along, over time, I come to realize that I needed her. Welcome back to Conversations with Trent. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're online and want to be a part of tonight's topic, you can do that by dialing 347-324-5327. Press the number one to get into the queue so that your voice can be added to tonight's conversation. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, right, folks. All right, all right, folks. There we have it. There we have it. There we have it. Actually, that first ad was uh, B-Fly out of um, 
North Carolina with the Beautiful Butterfly Show mm-hmm. right here on uh, Wiring 1328 every Tuesday and Thursday at Thursday. 6.30 uh, <laughs> Eastern time. There we go. That's so right. go ahead, That's Lisa, right. carry on with your, uh, with your story then. All right, all right. So so when um, so when you're going through stuff, and um, number one, like I said, you know, don't compare your storm, don't compare your darkness with anybody else because nobody's going to go through like you're going to go through, and, and no two people are going to handle it the same. So, so don't belittle it and don't let other people belittle it all, you know, either. You, you can't tell everybody what you're going through. But just like you said, you know, the only person who knew what was going on with you was your mom. I've got, um, I, I've got two people who I know I can share anything and everything. I'm sorry, three people who I know I can share anything and everything with. And it doesn't make a difference if we end four years, two, three, four months, two, three, four days. They they are going to listen. They're not going to judge. And they're going to say, okay, well, what do you think you should do? Or they're just going to listen, you know. So right. so you need to know who those people who those people are um, that you can go to and definitely the people um, who, who not to go to. But, um, you know, how do you – how can you just make it – through that moment. There are times when, like I said, all you can do is just figure out how am I going to make it through this next moment, these next five minutes? How am I going to get through this meeting without breaking down crying because nobody knows what's going on with me? And you know what? One of the things that I'm that just came to my mind was, um, what was that, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith and his son? And you know, and, and nobody knew that they were homeless, living in the the um, in the subways and living in exactly. a shelter and all sorts of stuff. He he kept getting up and he kept that's right. It was his mindset. He kept getting up and pressing and persevering. And you, you know, you talk about perseverance all the time. And and so um, sometimes the perseverance looks like it's something big and major. And other times it's just I'm just going to keep breathing. I'm not going to let go. I'm not. You have to understand. Go. Like, and, and, and I need the listeners to understand this. When, when, when I talk about mindset, mindset is half the battle. The only way God can deal with you is through a non-chaotic, a non-chaotic mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. God is not a, a, a God of chaotic. I mean, he can't. That's right. Chaos, chaos. That's right. He is not nowhere near chaos, period. Negativity, mm-hmm. he can't dwell in that space, even though right. he can because, I mean, he's the, he's the Alpha and the Omega. But right. let's not get it twisted. He cannot dwell in a chaotic situation. So your mind has to be at ease when you're actually dealing with these battles within yourself, because the battle is mm-hmm. always going to be from within. You're going right. to always constantly question yourself. I don't care if you're homeless. I don't care if whatever you're going mm-hmm. through, you lost your husband, your wife, or whatever. It's right. always, it starts in the mind. Right. And if you lose that you know. battle in your mind, you've lost it. You might as well commit suicide, period. Okay. Uh, but you I mean, know what? Just, I mean, it's honest truth. No, I, I no, well, but 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 I think I think sometimes, and I I want to and I want to be careful about that because I mean there might be somebody who's listening who'll be like you know what I lost that battle let me just go on and do no, it I don't no. you know and I, 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 I mean, mean I, I, and I, I know been, what you're saying yeah, no, I've no, been no, doing this show for, for for eight years they they know they know how I coach they I mean yeah, they, I, they know <laughs> you know I, yeah I know I know but no 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 I mean but I'm just but I'm just saying but one of the things is sometimes you know like well I can't find peace how can I find peace just be quiet. Just it, settle yourself. Just uh, yeah, you just you just you just have to be literally be still. When when I was going through my divorce, and and I was the one who initiated it. I, and and first of all, it took me almost a year b- b- from the time that I realized that we were headed to the divorce before I could even tell myself say the word divorce to myself. Eight nine months. And then I went to counseling because I wanted to figure out what was going on with me and where I was responsible for, for the demise of my marriage. And then right. it took me a few more months to say something to him about it. And, 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 um, and so from the time I said something to him to the time we divorced, it took a year. What time, you know, the ink was dry. But what I did was I would regularly go. There was a lake by the house. I would go to the lake and just sit there. And I was like, what happened? Because, oh, I'm Lisa. Lisa didn't get divorced. What? No, what are you talking about? Lisa's supposed to have the perfect life. And right. I could not figure it out. And I would journal and I would cry and I would pray and I would sing and I would try and figure out and I would go over all the years that, you know, I mean, we knew each other for 15 years. We knew each right. other for 10 years before we dated and dated for four years before we got married. Right. So Here's all of this preparation, go ahead. You, you, know what, you know what slowed my process up and my progress? Um, what? 
mm-hmm. when I went through that divorce when when um when Teresa walked away, the thing that slowed my progress up was pride. Pride, yep. Everyone in mm-hmm. our circle, uh, mm-hmm. my family, her family, they looked upon us as the Will and Jada of our family. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. went out, we did things, we jet set it, the London to Jamaica, married in Jamaica, all the, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was pride that kept me from getting out of that dark tunnel. Right. I could not right. come back to the South a failure. I felt like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. How would my yep. family look at me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, this I got is some you. bullshit. I can't deal with this. So mm-hmm. that kept me away from a lot of stuff. Pride kept me away from the blessings that God had for me. Think about mm-hmm. it. If, if I wouldn't have spent those three and a half to four years sitting in pride, mm-hmm. and all these books and this platform and this daiquiri right. shop and all this stuff would have came sooner. Yep. But I yep. sat in pride. You, and then you are absolutely right. So you and you have to figure that out because you know, like I said, I'm, I'm Lisa. Lisa. You know, Lisa. The the let me see. My they used to say my bread fell butter side up. And you know, <laughs> that, that, that must be, that, so, must be a, that must be a Boston thing over them clams. Okay, I'm from Connecticut, not from Boston, but that's okay. Hey, still, hey, what, um, close enough. Meaning, close meaning, enough. meaning, you know, look, the three second rule: you got if you have butter on your bread and it falls in the dirt, that uh, and it falls butter side down, all that dirt's gonna stick in your butter. So out three seconds, one second, it, it's gone. But if it falls it's butter done. side up, right. you know what I'm saying? You can still eat it. Three second rule still counts. I'm just saying. But, but yeah, I was on a like, side oh, note, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know they had black folk in Connecticut, but maybe I'm wrong. You know what? I am not fooling with you. <laughs> God, I'm just teasing. Go ahead. But 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 the thing is, is that you know I was just like, oh my God, how are people gonna you know look at me and oh what is this and you know Lisa got a divorce and yada yada. I'm just all of this. And even though I initiated, I just kept wishing he would leave. So if he right. just left. And then he threw in the child, and he did. Even though I was the one who initiated, but you're but you're absolutely right. Pride will pride will keep you in some mess for yeah, far really too will. long. It'll keep you living in your car. It'll keep you eating, you know, eating nothing. But when you when you could go home and eat a good meal and sleep in a nice warm bed in a warm house, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that goes along with um, knowing the people who you who have your back, the people who are not going to judge you. You know, they might ask you a question or two, but then, you know, then also they're going to kind of stop and say, you know what, just kind of get yourself together, and then we'll talk about it, or whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's the other thing, too. Do not let pride be your downfall. Don't, don't do it. Because you can't Absolutely. eat sleep with pride. Can't do it. And I'll keep, going back, it. To the, I'll keep going back to the description. You know, <laughs> mindset is half the battle. That's you right. Know, and, again, right. people – People like this, what we spoke of, in the, and I see we got some new calls in here. I'll read the description again so, so that you guys can catch up here. The, wise, the wisest, most loving, and well-rounded people you have ever met are likely those who have known misery, known defeat, known heartbreak of losing something or someone they've loved, and have found their way out of that, out of the depths of their own despair. These people have experienced many ups and downs and have gained an appreciation of sensitivity and an understanding of life that has filled them with compassion, understanding, and a deep loving wisdom. People like this aren't born. They develop slowly over the course Mm -hmm. of time. Again, people like this aren't born. They develop slowly over the course of time. The reason why right. I could actually speak like this to you guys week in and week out, and I go on to these um, to these seminars all across the country and speaking in the Bahamas and all these other different places, is because this is something that developed over time. This just didn't happen overnight. Right. I didn't just right. wake up and say, "Hey, I'm just getting ready to go and do this." No, I went right. through heartache. I <laughs> mm-hmm. was homeless. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I lost right. my father. My father died in my arms. You know, had to deal with my mother being burned 52% of her body and then dealing with that foolishness and had to deal with, you know, a, a, an array of things. You know, right. my mother, cancer, and all this other foolishness being taken from my mother at the age of four. All of this was God was working within me mm-hmm. from the age of four. I was taken from my right. mother from the age of four. I didn't see my right. mother again until I was nine. Can't and tell you me know, about that's, yeah. what, what, what someone's actually gone through. I've been going mm-hmm. through this all my life, 
And this is what the blessing looks like on the other side of that dark tunnel. Right. Right. One of the one of the things that I I um that I like that you said about, you know, when you, going back to when you were four. There are some people and I know this this young woman, she's an entrepreneur and and her business is actually her, her business started soaring last month. And mm-hmm. she she had she was 31 and had Hey, give her a shout out. Bro. Tell the folks tell so, the folks oh, that's, 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 give her a story. Oh, happy granola. Happy granola. That's Cortina Smith, but happy granola. That granola is awesome. So the, how, she, how she developed her granola was because she had six strokes. She had six strokes in, um, I think it was, a, no, it was a four strokes in a six-week period in, in wow. her early 30s, in her early 30s. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, she has like a serious story of, of just all of these things that she went through even before that. And, and so now, um, and through that, she had to learn how to eat healthy for her body. I mean, you know, she, like I said, she had four strokes in a matter of six weeks. And so she had to change the way she ate. And people kept telling her, this granola is really great. You need to sell it. And finally, finally she listened, and now she's starting to take off. It's an awesome thing. But, um, but she one has a of website? Things that, um, and I believe, I believe it's happygranola.com, but I will, I, will get, I will make sure I have it right. And, um, but if you go to my page, Lisa Tillman page on Facebook, um, uh, she's, she's one of my friends. Her name is Cortina, K-O-R-T-I-N-A, okay. Cortina Smith. Oh, is, is that the um, page where actually uh, 12,000 people are actually visiting daily now? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Oh my. <laughs> Congratulations. I see you out there working. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, she, she talked about how um, she had all of this heartache as a child and all of this abuse and all these things that went on. And, and she didn't think, even um, even to, you know, a few years ago, she just said, well, man, you know, maybe I was a mistake. Maybe I wasn't supposed to be here. But she kept getting up. She kept persevering. She kept pushing. And, and now things, you know, her, her bread is falling butter side up. And, and so, you know, you, if you, you, know you, you can't think, well, you can think, but, but I'm going to encourage you not to think that your existence is a mistake. Because you're still here, so there's still something for you to do. Because you right. have you have greatness inside of you, you have things to share. And so yeah, well, one of the things that, that what what is that mm-hmm. saying? What is, what is that saying that uh that, that this uh this great writer said? The most tragic thing in life is um the graveyard is filled with a whole bunch of a whole bunch mm-hmm. of dreams. Uh, dreams. That's right. Unfulfilled dreams. Unfulfilled dreams. Yeah, the graveyard dreams. is filled with unfulfilled that's dreams. Right. That's, that's a sad right. That's right. Yeah. That that is a sad thing. And so one of the things, you know, um, we, we keep talking about mindset. So, um, you know, I, I like having a word of the day. So today my word is going to be happy. So how am I going to live happy today? What am I going to do? Am I going to share a smile? Am I going to, you know, listen to my favorite song? You know, what is it? And, and just and, and be purposeful and intentional about your day. And not every day will you hit that mark. Exactly. You know, you'll have well, a word and of, things will keep going, but you gotta just gotta keep pressing through. Go ahead. Exactly. Speaking speaking the word of the day, you said happy it is. I see uh, I see the guy, the financial nugget guy coming through here. We're gonna run this commercial because <laughs> he hates to actually um, talk about his accomplishment with the book because he makes so much money now. But we'll we'll get him in here right after <laughs> I run this ad about life is outstanding, which is a wonderful book available everywhere right now. Mr. Anthony D. Collins. Uh, we'll bring him in right after the break. Lisa, hang with us until you can say hello to Anthony. Then you know you can actually go and do your right. thing. That you know, and whatever you're doing over there. But I've told you All before right. that you know people can't. You can't. Friday nights are mine. You can't just. <laughs> I'm making an exception there because it's tomorrow's birthday, but Friday night is mine. There you go. All right, we'll be right back after the break, folks. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do? Someone who's been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life. All right, without further ado, let's bring in uh, Mr. Anthony D. Collins. I call him Mr. Mr. Dollar Life Bill. is Outstanding. <laughs> Mr. Dollar, Dollar Bill. Bill. <laughs> What's going on, Dollar Bill? Oh, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Hey, Lisa. <laughs> hey, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great. As great as can be. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I know you're tired, man, so I'm not going to keep you uh, keep you a while here, man. But um, as far as uh, the financial nugget, I'm just, we're going on a whim here tonight. As far as with the uh, the questions here, what would what advice would you give to uh, 
new homeowners, who's actually not new homeowners, but aspiring homeowners, uh, into saving them money to actually get that down payment. As far as um, if they're getting their taxes for their down payment, that's what you're asking? Correct. Yeah. I um, remember, well, you know, I think almost every show I talk about the 50% rule. So usually most people, when they get earned income or if you play with the numbers, because most times all these accounts doing are playing with the numbers and getting the number that you like for your tax return. So let's just say you get <laughs> Let's get I mean, it's just being the truth. You know, let's just say you get eight thousand mm-hmm. back. So you just apply the fifty percent rule and no matter what, you put up four grand. And that four grand is going towards your down payment or whenever you're ready to get a home. Now before you get a home, try to get near debt free as you possibly can. And the only way to truly do that is just to be honest with yourself and assess your debt. And do realize getting your nails done, getting your hair done, <laughs> buying those brand new stores, getting your hair cut, buying those expensive suits, that's debt. So you have to incorporate that because you don't need 100 suits. You don't need 100 <laughs> different weeds, 100 different persons. So you have to incorporate <laughs> that as your debt. So once you can, once you can just kind of get that under control and be realistic with yourself, and let's just say you got 15000 worth of debt. So my thumb or room, if you get fewer fifteen thousand worth of debt, to at least have it down to about five thousand before you put yourself in that house. That's just being realistic. Mm-hmm. Because most times mm-hmm. you're not able to just outright pay off your debt. Or even if that's right. impossible, at least have it fifty percent down. So if you're fifteen thousand of debt, pay seventy five hundred of that off and go from there. I think the biggest mistake we do because I used to do it when I get my taxes. Say if I got six grand I would pay like five or fifty five hundred in bills. Man, them damn bills ain't going nowhere. Because all you do is once you pay them down, they don't do nothing but come back two months later. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. need to start learning how to just pretty much pay the minimum on those things and always pay yourself first. I don't care what the circumstance is. Pay yourself first. So my advice would just be to apply the fifty fifty percent rule. Take that other four thousand, pay as many as little bills as you can. And just start being more realistic about whatever your spending devices are. For me, my spending devices are electronics. I love TV, stereo systems, um, my cars, and stuff like that. So those are my vices. So I have to yeah, but we, control you know, myself well, they when it comes to that. Yeah, but they don't know. They don't. They don't know you like I know you. You. You really tight. You can make a dollar squeeze. <laughs> so this dude is really extremely tight. Is he tight? This dude is really tight. You know, dude, really? I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't go into detail on why I'm saying that. But we were recently in Macy's, and I had to actually twist his arm to do. You know what I'm saying? He said, "I was like, man, just go. You know, you got it. Just do it. What's wrong with you?" You know? Come on. Nah, man. Nah. Got your money on that. <laughs> he was like, but you no, know what? man, I don't but know. know we sitting know there, what? like, he's sitting there debating on some cologne. You know, he's debating on cologne like we getting ready to close a deal on a daiquiri shop. I'm like, nigga, it's not rocket science. Just buy the shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But he he looking at love. But he but he he's finding daddy was he's finding daddy was dropping everything on the on the dagger shop. I'm like, damn, bro, we talking about cologne? Hey. Like a hundred dollars. Let's go. I was practicing. I was practicing what I preach. I was accessing my debt. <laughs> Do I really need this cologne or what? <laughs> That's what it is. But real quick before we get out of here, uh, before I get out of here, Alicia got to go. Or whatever. I do want to share it because I try to share every time something about business. Now, I'm a different type of breed when it comes to business. I don't just give you and pretend like everything is successful when it comes to business. Today I had a, a very serious problem with one of my drivers. I found out he was driving on a, on a, on a suspended license, which is very mm. critical in the, in the trucking business because mm-hmm. if he would have got pulled over, or anything, you know, I would have been liable for possibly millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Fortunately, yeah. I found out before that happened, and I had approached him about it, so he called himself getting the attitude and trying not to give me the keys back to the truck, which was no problem. <laughs> I didn't do anything drastic. I just went and got another set of keys made, and tomorrow I'm getting the truck, the truck, the truck door keys changed so he won't have access to the truck. And I told the people at the truck yard not to allow him in and stuff like that. But my point to that 
when you start making some sort of money from whatever your business is, always make sure that you put something up. You should try to apply the 50% rule or even the 20% rule. Make Put 20% up for moments like this because had I just been mm. out here spending, spending, and spending, and this would have hit, I wouldn't have had the necessary money mm-hmm. to take care of what I need to take care mm-hmm. of. So, yeah, you know, I never yep. pretend like um, business is always easy or it's always fun. I'm always the one to tell you because a lot of people just say, you know, throw away your 9 to 5, forget your 9 to 5. For some people, mm. it's easier just to do their nine to five and clock that and go home, get their check, and be done with it. Because when you are a true mm-hmm. business owner, you are responsible for everything. I'm mm-hmm. responsible for making sure my driver get paid forty thousand a year. I'm responsible for providing a million dollars worth of insurance for that truck. You are <coughs> responsible for every aspect of that business, and some people just, quite frankly, cannot handle that. So take all those things into consideration before you just outright say, "Hey, I want to become a business owner." Exactly. Right, and you know what? That right there, and 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 thing that you're talking about is mindset. Why are you doing what you do? Why are you getting up in the morning to to um to deal with you know people who are not being forthright about their um you know about their their license? Why are you getting up to make sure you know what it is? So so you're setting up a legacy for yourself now, for your children, and on down the line. So um you know so people have to know you know okay why am I doing what I'm doing? And, and sometimes it's, why am I doing what I'm doing today? Okay, because today I need to eat, so I need to do these things. So I don't need to buy this cologne. I need to do whatever it is so I can eat. You know, whatever exactly. it is, and you have to you have to be intentional about setting your mind. And that's what you're talking about right now is intentionality. Absolutely. It is no, very we, important. You cannot live haphazardly. Exactly. Absolutely. We talked about mindset is half the battle. We talk about that. That's Hold right. on, Lisa, one second. Uh oh, Trent lost lost the phone or something. But I keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. We got it. You got it. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you want to hold on? Show. Like we we ain't on the phone call. Yeah, yeah I know. I know, man. Well, I actually do. Like, hold, hold on. on. Hold on. That could actually happen. <laughs> that that, that could actually happen when you know you you you're part on. Hey, see. Like, hey, hold that, on. The other owner's on the phone. He can take care of it. If you got that money like Trent got, you can just say, hold on, on live, next to your live radio. There you go, man. Stop it. You can say, hold on. I got to take a hold on. They're like, it's Friday. I'm trying to get on the beach, and I and you got me holding on. I'm sure I'm sure to look at the last time at the phone like, hold on. Stop that. Stop that. But anyway, this dude crazy. Stop that. So, hey, I wanted to actually make the announcement here on the conversation show. Uh, I wanted to make it where um, actually Anthony and I uh, first met. Actually, it was on an innovative show, but innovative black men show. But that's just you know it's an extension of the conversation show that uh, that I created. Anthony came in was like last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're officially uh, you know Daiquiri Shop, all that stuff LLC. It's it's done. It's a done deal. Woo-hoo. We're going through Woo-hoo. the permits and all that stuff as we speak. And uh, we're looking for uh, April first uh, date. We're really pushing for that, but we'll we'll keep you guys uh, abreast of what's going on with that on the Daiquiri Shop page on Facebook. You know, just type All in right. DA Daiquiri Shop, and uh, Anthony and myself will be posting updates. And Anthony's been doing some updates uh, on that, talking about the different codes. We really want you guys to take this journey with us because uh, we have a vision along with our investors of, you know, what we want this daiquiri shop thing to do. And, you know, it's funny, the daiquiri shop came about and the, and the vision came too um, when Anthony flew in last year and I took him to a place on Washington Avenue right here in New Orleans and he was asking about the, the styrofoam cups that folks were coming in ordering and going back out of the doorway. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, you want one of those? So he, he sipped it and he was like, hey, bro, you ever thought about a daiquiri shop? <laughs> so I was like, no. <laughs> but his mindset, his his will's always turning. Uh-huh. I was like, no. Uh-huh. He was like, but he's like, yeah, man, I think we should try one. And here we are. All here right. Are. That's from, that's from awesome. this guy, that's from this guy taking yeah. a sip of the daiquiri, and I'll be the first to say he can't, he he can never finish him. But, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's stuff. It's way too strong for me. I'm like, man, are you serious, man? This is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never, can never finish with that. It doesn't make sense. I get like a real small. I get like a, a kid yeah. and like a kid lunch special. 
Look, I'm 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 right there. I'm right there with you, Anthony. That's, that's me too. But, but, let, but let me just. Huh? Go ahead. No, I was going to no, tell you okay. this story. Okay. I'm going to let you go. He he walked oh, in. Okay. We, we was at the daiquiri shop for the second time over at this place uh-huh. where we were just scouting out, just checking it out. So my brother Greg mm-hmm. walks in, and, and Anthony has this small daiquiri in his hand. And I'm talking <laughs> about, like, small, less than a 12 ounce. <laughs> so Greg walks up to Greg, looked at me, and said, he said, man, this big motherfucker got that small-ass daiquiri in his hand. I said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, buddy, I sure did. I bought a big one the day before, and I couldn't finish like a fourth of it. I'm like, man, no, nah, I ain't going. I ain't going. I ain't going. That's, that's right. That's right. It's too much. Like, mm-mm, we're not, we're not going out. But even though, even though I'm going to be right there with you, Anthony, with the small one, I want the strawberry daiquiri named after me. I'm just saying. I'm just Lisa, saying. Lisa, you know, because that, the strawberry daiquiri he had, he couldn't finish. That's right. <laughs> Strawberry Lisa, Lisa, Strawberry, or Strawberry Lisa, whichever one. Yeah. I hear you. There gotcha. we go. There we go. <laughs> but we will, we will have one called the Tony. We will have one called the Tony. We, we will I have so one called That's going to be damn near a version one if we do. That's, that shit you saw down there. <laughs> that's that's what you want to take your life like. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Hey, man, just tell Lisa and Anthony, tell the folks where they can find you. I know, Anthony, you're not giving out any information as far as uh, all that, but they can catch you on the social media when they catch you. Um, but tell the folks right. where they can, you know, generate, generational enterprise and all that stuff and what you got going. Okay. Okay, uh, real quick, I'm here in the Chicago area, um, like the far south side. Um, we just got another office, so I'll give you that address because that's the primary office now. And that's 15120 South Cicero here in Oak Forest, Illinois, 604, I believe, 52 Generational Enterprises Incorporated. The number is 708-628-5177. The email is generationalenterprises, with an S-I-N-C, at gmail.com. You can't, I'm back, I'm kind of like back on Facebook now for the sake of the daiquiri shop. So you can reach me on Facebook. Um, at Anthony D. Collins, and then if you want to get you know any personal information and really serious about doing anything, just contact Trina Lisa and they'll, get, and they'll know how to get in touch with you. There it is. There, right. there it is. Lisa, I know you got a party to go to. Just tell the folks where they right. can get to and we'll get out of here. All right. You all can um, find me on Facebook at Lisa Tillman Page or um, on D- at DT Page, that's P-A-G-E, DT Page Consulting, um, on my YouTube channel, DT Page Consulting. Um, the series is called Making the Shift. Um, I'm on uh, what is it, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn at DT Page Coach One. Um, I'm a life coach and a human development trainer, and, you know, I, I love what I do, and I love what we do on this radio show every Friday because it makes a difference. There it, it is. For those folks, hopefully uh, we reach you guys with uh, Mindset is Half the Battle. Uh, for those folks that, you know, hopefully you guys got it and know that, you know, that dark tunnel is just a temporary place. So, Lisa, That's enjoy right. uh, Kamari there and tell her happy birthday again. And uh, same time, uh, same station next Friday. You guys be happy. All right. Take care. Bye. Conversations with Trent in conjunction with Taylor Kennedy Media and your radio network would like to thank you for calling in and listening to tonight's episode. We hope that tonight's conversation offended you just enough to turn your mirror inward to come back for more. So until next week's conversation, be epic.